Well, Merry Christmas. It is so good to be joining you in your home or wherever you're watching. My name is Luke, and I'm one of the pastors at Redemption Church Gateway. And I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Maybe you're watching this on Christmas morning or Christmas afternoon or maybe a couple days later. Whatever the case may be, <laughs> congratulations. You made it. Uh, you made it through the chaos, and you made it through the parties, and you made it through the ugly sweaters, and you made it through the shopping, and you made it through the traffic, and you made it through the gifts. <sighs> you made it. And uh, now you might be asking the question a lot of us ask after Christmas is over is, what do I do now? <laughs> I got some new stuff, and I uh, got some credit card bills to pay, but, but what do I do from here? And uh, we're entering into this next week, which for at least for Molly and I is one of our favorite times of the whole year. It's the time when we start to reflect back on what last year was like and look ahead into what the next year is going to be. And so I hope that uh, this short little talk that I'm going to have uh, with you, as well as a little bit of music that we'll have at the end of this time together, will just help you catch your breath and prepare a little bit for 2023, for this next upcoming year. I've got three questions that I want to encourage you to ask as you move into 2023. Three questions that I hope you'll take some time uh, over the next few days as you prepare for the new year to consider and to reflect on and to think about. And I want to tell you, I did a similar thing last year. I've got three totally different questions this year, uh, but last year's questions actually changed my life. I recorded that message a little bit before Christmas, and uh, that message came out on Christmas Day. And one of the questions in there was, how are you going to connect with God in the new year? And it was a question that I thought, yeah, that would be a great question to ask. And as I was uh, coming up on uh, actually waiting for the day to actually watch the video once it released, it was like the Lord was kind of tapping me on the shoulder and saying, hey, Luke, uh, yeah, uh, hey, buddy, what are you going to do? to connect with me in the new year. And that question actually propelled me into a year of connecting with God in time with him through Bible reading and through prayer and through uh, journaling thoughts and stuff like that. I, I had a better year of connecting with God than I've had in many years. And uh, so I just want to tell you, I think that these questions will be powerful, not just for you, but, but hopefully for me too. So three questions to help you prepare for the next year. Here's the first one is what can you thank God for? What can you thank God for? Here's a couple of scriptures that talk about the need to thank God. It says in Psalm 103, verse 2, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Sometimes we need to tell our soul, Hey soul, thank the Lord. Bless the Lord. Don't forget all of the goodness that he's given to you. Here's another verse, Psalm 118, verse 1. It says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Or here's one from the New Testament. 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 18 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Give thanks in all circumstances. What can you thank God for from this past year? Were there some highs that you got to make sure you thank God for? Were there some moments when you just like were uncontrollably laughing your, your sides and your, your face almost hurt from laughing so hard. Thank the Lord for that. Were there some trials? Were there some difficulties? Were there some unforeseen things that came up in your life or in your family? And you need to thank the Lord for that. It says, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So even before you turn ahead to the next year, I want to encourage you to look back at last year and say, what can you give thanks for? Uh, and so here's just a couple ideas on how to do this, because it's like when you start to go, hey, well, what are you thankful for? Maybe you went through this at Thanksgiving. <laughs> what, what are you thankful for? Uh, 
my family and uh, my job and right and you kind of feel like you run out of it. Here's here's a couple ideas on how to trigger some thoughts to give thanks to the Lord this year. Is uh, go get in your phone and go into your photos app and I want you to scroll back to the beginning of last year, the beginning of 2022 and just start scrolling through there. And chances are you'll bump into some pictures that remind you of some moments, that remind you of some people, that remind you of some memories. And just go through there and make, make a note, a jot down, oh yeah, it was that vacation in San Diego. Oh yeah, it was that time when my brother visited. Oh yeah, it was uh, that time when the kids were goofing around making forts in the, in the family room. Whatever the case might be, just jot those things down and uh, go through it and actually thank the Lord for those things. Another way you could do this is to go through your calendar. Just pull up, especially if you keep a digital calendar or even a paper calendar, and just go through it and go, oh yeah, <laughs> back in January I did this, back in February I did this. An opportunity to thank the Lord for things. Another thing you might do, again using technology, is uh, if you have a subscription to Spotify or Apple Music, maybe you got like a year in review thing that told you the songs you listen to the most. A lot of times songs and memories go together. L- look at those, but whatever the case may be, here's what I want to encourage you to do, is write down as many things as you possibly can think of that you could thank God for, and then thank God for each one. Don't just say, hey, Lord, I thank you for all the stuff on this list, but say, Lord, I thank you for this, and I thank you for that, and I thank you for this other thing. And actually, out loud, thank the Lord for all of his benefits to you. I think the best way you can look ahead into the next year is actually to look back with gratitude at this year. All right, here's the second question that I want to encourage us to ask together. Is what instrument of faith will you learn to play? What instrument of faith will you learn to play? Now, I'm going to need to explain this for a minute, so just give me, give me a second to help you understand this image of an instrument of faith. So uh, Andy Crouch is a guy that's written a lot of really interesting stuff on culture and on technology. Uh, the TechWise Family is a book that he's written that a lot of people have uh, found a lot of benefit from. He has a, a newer book, and in this newer book, he talks about the difference between devices and instruments, right? We live our whole lives, it seems like, on devices. Many of you are probably even watching this right now on a device. And he says a device, especially when it comes to uh, digital technology, here's his uh, definition of a device. He says a device allows you to make a difference in the world without becoming different in any way. A device allows you to make a difference in the world without becoming different in any way. And he contrasts a device with an instrument. So think about this for a moment. Through most of human history, if you wanted to make music, you had to have an instrument. Now, the good news is you came with an instrument. You're built in with an instrument. It's your voice. And it's the ability to make sounds and to make noises uh, with your body, to clap, to snap, to do things that make noise. But if you want to have an extension of that, you've got to learn to play uh, an instrument. Like maybe it's drums or maybe it's guitar or maybe it's piano. We have a piano in our home and our kids learn to play Piano, and I got to tell you, if you're going to learn an instrument, you have to become different. I watch my kids learn piano, and they have to become different. They have to become patient. They have to learn to do the same thing over and over and over when it's not very fun. You have to learn to be disciplined. You have to learn to be kind of lousy for a long time until it actually becomes to the point that you're pretty good. But you actually would have to, if you're gonna learn an instrument to play music, you have to change over the course of a long period of time before there's, before there's sound. So many 
centuries, people, in order to experience music, they had to actually go through a process of transformation as they learned to bring that music into being. Now, I already mentioned Spotify, Apple Music, I can just pull up my device, press play, and there's music. And I can have all this music, I can have incredible music without any of it transforming me. And here's, what, here's why I think this matters and how it relates to this next year. Is a lot of times I think most of us imagine, and, and what we actually want, is we want a device approach to transformation. We want a plan that we can just press the button and change. What we actually want is magic. Because that's really what Crouch says a device is like. It's like magic. It's like hocus pocus. right? We just sort of imagine, Lord, if I read my Bible, boom, I'll be different. Oh, Lord, if I do this, boom, I'll be different. And that's not actually how transformation and how growth works. Growth works a lot more like learning to play an instrument. And so rather than treating faith as a device that's going to just magically change you this year, I want to encourage you to think about uh, learning to play a new instrument of faith that is actually going to change you and transform you in the process of becoming different. So here's some possible instruments of faith that you might consider. You might consider uh, learning to play the instrument of fasting. Fasting, where you intentionally skip a meal or skip a sequence of meals. Or maybe you fast from a certain kind of uh, kind of food or kind of drink or kind of activity. But an intentional uh, letting yourself not experience what you would normally experience in order to create hunger and, and, and get this, not fasting so you would go, you know what, if I do this fast and I complete it for 24 hours, then God will be happy with me and magic, I'll be different. But actually saying, no, it's actually through the hunger and through the frustration of, man, I'm hungry. And no, I'm not just hungry, I'm hangry. <laughs> It's through that process of fasting. It's actually even through the failing to complete your fast. That time when you eat something before you intended to finish your fast. And, and now you realize, ah, now i got to deal with the failure of that, and the loss of that. It's actually through learning to play the instrument that you become different. Or maybe you want to learn to play the instrument of silence. We are bombarded with noise. We're bombarded with loud. We're bombarded with more and more and more and more. What if you decided to play an instrument, to learn an instrument this year of silence? With your phone put away, with no, nothing mediating any activity. I mean, most of us, on one hand, it sounds incredible. On the other hand, it sounds terrifying to just be totally alone with our own thoughts. But maybe the instrument you need to learn to play this year is silence. Maybe you need to learn to play the instrument of prayer, of prayer, of drawing near to God, of pouring out your heart to Him, of telling Him the things you want and telling Him the things you're disappointed in, telling Him the things that you're just so excited about Him for, about repeatedly going to the Lord, maybe through a prayer list, or many people at Redemption Gateway, we like to keep prayer cards where there's just someone's name or something that you're repeatedly praying for over and over and over again. And get this, prayer's not a magic device. That if we just say the right words or do it the right way, presto, change the thing happens. But actually, prayer is the thing that transforms us in the process. Bible reading is the same way. You can treat Bible reading as a device. You know what? I did my thing, and I'm going to just trust that somehow I did the thing, and that will change me. Or you can treat Bible reading as, a, as an instrument where you're saying, Lord, through the process of grinding through Leviticus and grinding through some of these prophetic writings, would you help me to be changed as I read the Bible this year? Maybe for you, it's singing. 
Some of you uh, could benefit from the instrument of singing, of actually putting words and prayers to, to song. And you go like, wow, but I don't sound very good. Okay. Well, maybe you could work on not just trying to sound good, because that really isn't the point of singing, but maybe you could work through the insecurity that makes you go, you know what, I, I tend to not feel bold in my faith. I think actually learning that instrument might make you bold in a bunch of other ways. Or, or maybe you say, you know what, the instrument I want to learn to play this year is evangelism. I, I realize I've kept my faith far too private. I've kept my faith far mo- too much to myself. I've actually bought into the cultural lies that my faith is just supposed to be between me and God. And you know what? This year, I want to share my faith, and I want to tell people about the Lord, and I want to have opportunities to share about what God's done in my life. I, listen, I'm not telling you that you should try to play all those instruments really well this year, right? Fasting, silence, prayer, Bible reading, singing, evangelism. Here's what I'm saying. Would you pick one? Would you pick one instrument that you go, you know what, I'm going to learn to play this instrument this year. And sometimes I'm going to succeed and sometimes I'm going to fail, but I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep trying. And you know what, maybe by the end of the year, I'll actually be able to make a beautiful sound for the Lord with this instrument of faith. What instrument of faith are you going to learn to play? All right, here's a third question. Here's the final question is what will you try that can only happen through prayer? What are you going to try this year? That can only happen through prayer. There's an incredible story in Mark chapter 9. In Mark chapter 9, Jesus has been up on the mount. The the theologians call it the Mount of Transfiguration. It's this place where the glory of Jesus is revealed. And Peter, James, and John are there and they see it. And there's Moses and there's Elijah. And the glory of Jesus is shining. His clothes are so bright. It says they're brighter than you could ever even bleach a garment. And while he's up on this mountain, the rest of the disciples are down the hill. And there's this boy who has been demon-possessed since he was really little. And this demon would often throw this boy into the fire. This demon made it where he couldn't speak, where he couldn't hear. He was deaf and, and mute. And, uh, and he just had all sorts of trouble. And the, the father of this boy comes to Jesus as he comes down the mountain and says, Hey, i got a big problem with your guys here. You know, they can't heal my son. They're healing all these other people. They're doing all these other things. They, they, you know, come on, what's going on? How come your guys can't heal my son? And Jesus says something really interesting after the fact, after Jesus does in fact heal him, and he's debriefing with the disciples, and the disciples say, man, that was so weird, because you had sent us out with power, and we had the ability to heal all these different people, right? This wasn't like we met the first person and couldn't heal him. Like, we'd healed people over and over and over, but man, we got this young kid, and we couldn't do it. Like, what, what was that, Jesus? And here's what Jesus says in verse 29 of Mark 9. He says this, He says, this kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. Here's why you couldn't do it, is you just ran into something that was way too hard for you without prayer. You can't just trust in your own power, and you can't just trust that if you do the right things, that I'll just provide all the stuff you need in the moment to have it exactly the way you want, is you actually need to depend on and rely on me through prayer. And so I want to ask you, where do you want to see the kingdom of God advance in your life, but it's only going to happen through prayer? Where is there a change that you want to make? Where is there a risk that you want to take? Where is there a person that you really want to love in a way you've never been able to love before? Where is there a person that maybe they've hurt you and this is a year to forgive them? Maybe this is a year where you feel like, you know what, I I need to get my spending under control. I want to bring my finances under the reign of the kingdom of God. Or you say, you know what, this is a year I want to give generously and intentionally. Rather than just giving my leftovers, I want to be purposeful and intentional about that. I'm going to bring my finances under the reign of God. 
Maybe it's related to substances or related to food or related to other things that you're putting in your body. You're going, you know what, this is a year where I want to yield my body to the kingdom of God. I'm going to quit drinking. I'm going to try to get less reliant on these particular uh, pain medications. And I'm going to try to you know, be more free in those areas. Maybe that's a place. Uh, maybe this is a year where you go, you know what, I want to see the kingdom of God come into my work a little bit more. And I, I want to start a Bible study with some people at work. And maybe there's a couple people around you that already know the Lord. And they might say, you know what? Okay, I'll help you with this. And you go, man, I'd love to do that. But I don't know if I'm really a leader. And I don't feel like I know the Bible that well. And, and I don't know if this would be frowned upon. And this feels like it might take a lot of work. And maybe I'll have to run some stuff up the flagpole of who's in charge of what. And Okay, you know what you're describing? You're describing something that might be impossible without prayer. But that shouldn't stop you. That doesn't mean you can't do it. Maybe you would want to set a goal this year of, you know what, I want to share the gospel a hundred times with people that don't know Jesus. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine if a number of us from our church said, you know what, this year, twice a week, I want to share the gospel with somebody that doesn't know the Lord. A few of you do that, but many of us don't. But I just think, man, what if you said, I want to do that? That sounds like a really hard goal. That sounds like a really difficult thing that will only happen through prayer. So how do you figure out what, what is it that I maybe would ha- answer to this question? What will I try that will only happen through prayer? Well, here's one place to start, is start with the things that you've already been trying that didn't work, right? This is what it says in verse 18 in, in Mark chapter nine. It says, uh, the disciples were not able. They were trying to do this, they just weren't able. Maybe there's changes you're trying to make. Maybe there's things you're longing for and you try to do it and you're doing your best, but you're just not able. The answer in all of it, it actually comes in this story. If you read the whole story, what you find is that after Jesus hears about this inability the disciples have to heal the boy, here's what he says, some incredible words. He says this, bring him to me. Bring him to me. And so I want to just encourage you. There's some things you need to bring to the Lord this year. Maybe it's your finances. Bring them to him. Maybe it's a relationship that needs forgiveness or that needs healing. And it's never going to happen without prayer. Bring it to him. Maybe it's some boldness and sharing your faith and being a witness for Christ. Bring it to him. Maybe it's getting your eating or your drinking or your substance abuse in a different kind of place. And you've tried and you've tried and you've tried. Bring it to him. So those are the questions for the year. What can you thank God for? Take a look back at the places where you've seen God's grace. Second question, what instrument of faith will you learn to play this year? Is there a habit? Is there a discipline? Is there a practice that you're going to just intentionally stumble your way through in order to build your faith? That's the second question. Third question, what will you try that can only happen through prayer? What do you need to bring to Jesus? Because you've tried it in your own strength and you've tried it in your own power, but you know what? There's a, the only hope is to have it in Him. So I want to encourage you to reflect on those three questions to prepare for this next year. And I think that as we reflect on those things and as we get ready uh, for the next year, I, I just think God is going to work in a powerful way as He transforms us and as He works to transform His world through us. So we're going to close this time online with a couple of songs, just some ways to thank the Lord, some ways to praise the Lord as we anticipate this coming year. I hope you'll join us again in person as we get started in the new year. And man, I love you guys. I'm so thankful for you and for your participation in our church. And happy new year. We'll see you later.